Across the Netflix stream, I'm Ward. This is your resource for Netflix. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, and Facebook. Cross the Netflix stream. Contact us. Let us know what you think, what you've seen, and what we should see. Go to our website to find all of our older episodes, written reviews, and Netflix news. Cross the Netflix Also watched A Wrinkle in Time, Death Wish, Generation Kill, and Falling Water. A Wrinkle in Time is a 2018 movie. After the disappearance of her scientist father, three peculiar beings send Meg, her brother, and her friend to space in order to find him. Oh, uh, you know, I've read the book. It's been a long time. So the only only thing I remember about the book was the cover, which was this winged white centaur and this red-eyed alien. That's all I remember. And so going in, you know, I had no preconceived notions about what this should be or needed to be. Like, I don't know if this followed the books or not. No idea. I don't even remember if I liked the book or not. But this movie, I didn't love it. I didn't even like it. And it reminded me a lot of Tomorrowland, the 2015 George Clooney movie, where, you know, it's just, it's a female-led movie. I mean, this is what these two movies share. Female-led, the girl discovers that she has great power or is great skill, this magical world. And I don't know, you know, I just, this just didn't hit me. And movies, movie, this is aimed at kids. And movies can work on a kid's level and an adult level. Pixar has proved that time and again. Phineas and Ferb may be the greatest example. And I'm including Pixar in that. I love Phineas and Ferb. My kid loves Phineas and Ferb. But this, this just takes this usual story of a disenfranchised kid who finds they have great power responsibility. And I've seen that story before. This doesn't really do anything special with it. All it can be, I assume, empowering for kids. I just don't really get the point of this. Like, what does it really want to do? And I don't know. I mean, maybe it's, uh, like... You know, there are movies I liked as a kid that don't hold up to today. And, you know, I just don't... There's nothing I saw in this. I thought, oh, man, this is going to be a great scene that a kid would really love. It's just all whatever. You know, this it relies very heavily on visuals. And visuals cannot carry this story because this story has some major problems. We're not giving anything or anyone to care about. And this is a plot that's just been used way too much. This unpopular, misunderstood kid. Whatever. This has a few contrived messages in it. But the movie relies on CGI visuals to fault. Uh, I can't recommend this, man. Don't go see it. I would not recommend it. I also saw Death Wish after an attack on his family. Trauma surgeon Dr. Paul Kersey embarks on his own mission for justice. This is just, it's okay. You know what this is going into it. And it it just takes way too long to get to the inevitable. Both in the family being assaulted and the doctor seeking revenge. That's what this movie is. Go ahead and get to the point. Why are we going to stretch this out? I mean, it's 45, it's... You know, it's only 15 minutes until we get to the family being attacked. I thought that was too long. And it's 45 minutes in until we get to where the doctor's taking revenge. That's way too long. And part of the problem is this movie, it inserts itself into the real world. There's real radio DJs, and they talk about, you know, guns and this vigilante and all this stuff. But this doesn't really make a statement on guns. At least it doesn't vocalize it. You know, it implies a lot of things. But on the surface, it seems to be arguing that everyone should be armed. And there are a few key scenes that seem to be added, just kind of bounce it out and say, oh, well, this is what could go wrong. But I feel like if it's gonna if it's gonna go there, if it's gonna insert itself into the real world, it should make a statement. I don't care what statement it makes. Guns are good, goods are bad, guns are whatever. I don't care. Just say something instead of trying to imply it and not really say anything. Because if you want a revenge type movie in the same vein, I would say look at Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon. Look at Blue Ruin or even Taken. Taken's a little bit more fun type revenge. But you know, this could be an on the rails action movie like Taken. But it wants to be in the real world. It didn't have to be. It could very much be a gritty taken. That'd be fine. Uh, you know, whatever. This movie didn't like it. Could do more. There are much better movies to see in the genre. This it just didn't do anything. You know, guy 
doesn't know anything about guns, picks up a gun, becomes a vigilante very easily, and doesn't really face any consequences. And he lives happily ever after, and that just felt a little distant. Generation Kill. This is an HBO miniseries back from 2008. And it's one of those things, I pretty much like everything HBO does, and slowly I'm trying to work through everything they've ever made. And this was on the list, and I hate that I waited so long, because this is really, really good. Top-tier stuff. Now, is it as good as Band of Brothers? Well, no, because nothing, I've never seen anything as good as Band of Brothers. But this is worth watching for sure. You've got a Rolling Stone reporter embedded with the first recon Marine, and he chronicles his experiences during the first wave of the American-led assault on Baghdad. So a lot of this is just soldier, everyday soldier life. We see, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. It always feels very realistic, just the dialogue and the way the way they talk to each other, the way they interact with each other. It feels real. You've got the uh, kind of the bureaucracy of the military and all that and how sometimes it just makes no sense to them, to us, to anybody. And that's the way it goes sometimes. It just feels really raw. These soldiers, they're fighting a war. They're ill-equipped. And there's just nothing you can do. They're a bunch of kids trying to make it, trying to either, you know, toughen up or it's, it's neat. And, you know, incompetence that runs rampant and it's rewarded. You've got these lieutenants that have no clue what they're doing. They're lieutenants, but who knows why they're terrible. And well, we can't ostracize them. We can't, we can't rebuke them. It's not their fault. They're lieutenants. They have to be good no matter what. And it, you know, in that regard, it's like any other workplace. It's just the stakes are much higher. These guys screw up. It's life and death. And you know, nothing makes sense to the guys on the ground. They're they're following these orders that have no context. It's ridiculous. The people making the decisions they don't always see what's happening, and they don't often care. It's just an amazing show that captures all the emotions of war and everything wrong, or it can sometimes be wrong in the chain of command, because you've got great lieutenants, great sergeants, but you know they're usually closer to the bottom of the ladder than the top. And you know this has a great ending. You know everyone's watching this video that one of the enlisted made throughout their deployment, and he's chronicling everything. And none of the other soldiers can stand to see the entire video to see what they've done. They all, you know, one or two walk away, then some more. By the end of it, the only person that didn't walk away was this warmonger sociopath. He's the only one that can watch the whole thing. Not even the creator of the video can watch the whole thing. And I thought it was just really fitting ending, really neat. Generation Kill is just, it's stellar. Absolutely stellar. I also watched Falling Water. And this is the first season was in 2016. Season two is coming out in 2018 sometime. And it's described as an intersection between reality and unconscious thought. We follow three strangers who slowly realize they are dreaming parts of a bigger, more sinister tragedy. So this is cool. It's all about how dreams, you have people that can enter other people's dreams, you have people that can control dreams, and you know there's a whole science behind that. And what this show does is that you never quite know whether there's three protagonists, and you see you know different scenes from their point of view, but you never know whether they're awake or asleep. And so eventually you'll be in a scene you think it's real. And you're like, oh, wait, no, this is a dream because there's some bonkers stuff happening. And this gets crazy all the time. And just it's great. I love it. And these three characters, they're dreaming. They see each other in the dream and they slowly meet each other. And they, you know, when they meet, they met in the dream. They met in the real world. So it's kind of weird when they see each other and I mean, what's going on. It's a really cool show. I, I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to give away too much of the plot. But it always kind of keeps you on your toes because I know towards the end there's one scene where we see it four or five different times, and the first time you see it, you think it's real. And then you slowly realize, oh, well, this is the dream. Then we go back to that scene, you think, okay, this time it's real, it's not. And you go back to it a third time, and it's really cool because it's the same scene, but you're seeing it from a different point of view each time, and it's really cool because then by the end you're thinking, well, I don't know if this is real or not. And that's what the show strives to do is in every scene make you say, is this real? I'm not sure it is. So it's a lot of fun, and it's one of those shows that I thought the first season was great, leaves it 
a little more open-ended than I'd like because, of course, they want a second season. But I don't know if you can follow this up because either you're going to do more of the same or you're going to kind of change what made this so great. I don't know. I mean, I hope they can pull it off, but this is a show that I think it's going to be hard to do a second season. If that is Falling Water, I had a lot of fun with it. And that is what I've watched this week. Go to our website, crossthenetflixstream.com. This is your portal to find us on social media, our written reviews, news, previews, and videos. You can email me directly, ward at crossthenetflixstream.com. Go to iTunes or your preferred podcast player. Rate this, review it. I would appreciate it. I watch movies on Netflix so you don't have to.